Welcome to another special edition of Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall. My name is Brownie and I'm your podcast host. Thank you so much for checking us out. You can also check out everything we do with Wall of Sound. Just head to wallofsoundau.com and we're on your social media sites too. Facebook, Twitter and Instagram is where you can find us. Join the community, just search for Wall of Sound AU. And we've got a very special episode for you today to celebrate the Amity Afflictions upcoming Heaven and Hell Tour, which is going to be tearing up Australia's East Coast from September 12. And also the big Heaven and Hell Music Festival in Brisbane, something which the band have said that they want to turn into an annual event if it gets enough support. Now that festival itself is going to feature the likes of the Amity Affliction, of course. Under Oath, Trophy Eyes, Cross Faith, Make Them Suffer, Void of Vision, Thornhill, Pagan, Endless Heights, and Southeast Desert Metal. So there is something for absolutely everyone at that event, which takes place on September 14 at River Stage. Now, over the course of this podcast, we're going to have a chat to a member from each of the bands who are heading up and down the East Coast. I've got Aaron Stringer from the Amity Affliction talking about the tour and their forthcoming release and the direction they're going to head on that. Spencer Chamberlain from Under Oath joined me soon for a chat about touring Australia and why they haven't made it over to Adelaide or Perth this time around. Ken from Crossfaith talks about partying and the fact that he's never going to stop anytime soon. And Nikki from Pagan will talk about the band's rise to success and how international audiences are loving and lapping up everything they are doing. All that more still to come over the course of this podcast, but right now let's officially kick it off with a band who just released a banger of a new track last week and they are going to be hitting up the Brisbane show for the Heaven and Hell Festival. I'm talking about none other than Thornhill, and this is the first song from their newly announced album, The Dark Pool. This is Nurture, a wall of sound up against the wall, the Heaven and Hell special.
Yo, what's up? This is Spencer from Under Oath, and you're listening to Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall. Affliction tease a big crazy fucking tour and they weren't wrong we are going to see the likes of Under Oath Cross Faith and Pagan touring with Emity down the east coast this September here to chat all about it is Under Oath's very own Spencer Chamberlain mate welcome back Hey, man. Thanks, dude. Look, the thing that I love about yourself and Under Oath, I would have to say, is because of the fact that you haven't been down under so often, we're now literally seeing you, like, every six or eight months or so. Like, it's great to finally have more Under Oath in our lives. Yeah, I mean, I think for us, it, obviously, if it makes sense, we'll come. And uh, Australia's always been pretty damn good to Under Oath. I mean, it's like, 
obviously America is great since we're from here, but to go so far away and to have such love, um, like the Australians give us, it, it is, it is awesome because it's one of our favorite countries just to visit in general. So being able to come there and actually have a reason to be there, not just fucking off on a vacation, you know, it's, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, well, let's take a look at the last couple of times you've come down here. You were playing at Unify earlier on this year at 1am was, you know, the, the most recent time. Um, was that a first? Are you guys playing a show after midnight? Yes, that was weird because we were told we were headlining, and which we were. And uh, I remember, uh, I'm good friends with the Taking Back Sunday guys, and I remember texting them and being like, hey... You know, we're not going to get to see you because we got to fly out the next day. But are you guys playing at, at 1 a.m. as well? And they're like, yeah, crazy. So I guess it's just a normal thing for you guys and less normal for us, potentially. I don't know, but... It was a weird thing. Like, I've been to countless music festivals over the years, and I've never been to one that had bands playing past midnight, if that makes sense. And, like, it was good because, it, you know, it kept us all awake and, and waiting for you guys to get here because this was the first shows that you played any new material from Erase Me at. So we had to stay up for it. Yeah, I do remember. I remember. I remember we had a few couple sound issues, and I was pretty pissed about that because I knew it was like our first and only time going at that point. You know, we were, I know they asked us to do Unify if we guaranteed them we weren't going to play any other shows. And we're like, yeah, we will, because hopefully we'll be able to come back in 2019, you know, but we knew that was going to be the only show that we were going to play. We're playing past midnight, which was weird. And then I know that our sound guy had issues, but there was nothing wrong during line check. And I was, I remember being super pissed at at him for that. But other than that, we had a a great time. And I think once the PA kicked on halfway through the first song, people were having a great time. (laughs) Look, and I, I guess, you know, any under oath is better than no under oath. So regardless of the fact, by the end of the set, people were stoked. And I remember I was up for a, I think it was like close to 20 hours and I couldn't last the end of the uh, set. So I went to bed and like I heard uh, reinventing your exit as I fell asleep, which was a completely different experience for me hearing that live as opposed to on my phone. That's awesome. (laughs) But this time around, like you're doing this tour and how many more songs from Erase Me will we get to hear with this tour and obviously the the music festival in Brisbane? Um, I think that really depends on how much, Time they give us to play. As you can see, Underworld hasn't supported a band in Australia in a very long time, yeah. probably over a decade, at very least over a decade. We always headline, so we get to do what we want. But Amity Affliction is you guys' hometown heroes down there. You know, you are you know the the country has a huge support for Amity Affliction, and you know a lot of times we don't know what's bigger in Australia than than what's in America because obviously we don't live there, but that band is crushing it there and they are super nice guys. I've, I've known those guys for, you know, roughly, you know, five or six years. I, I, I ran into them uh, ages ago when they were, they were actually playing in my hometown and uh, they were just super friendly and, and we've kind of always crossed paths. And when they, when they brought up uh, doing this in Australia, we were like, well, hell yeah. I mean, they're crushed down there, so any any help we can get, play for some new people and hang out with some friends on tour down there. Because normally we just come to Australia and play by ourselves, you know. So it's going to be great to be able to do a tour with some friends and potentially play for some new people, um, yeah. which is always a plus for us. So um, I'm not sure how long the set is. We've got you know some other tours in America before then that that we're focused on right now. I don't really know what what we're going to have in store for Australia yet, but we will. 
we'll make it as fun as possible, guaranteed. Excellent. Now, after this tour, obviously it's hard to sort of think into the future, but like because the East Coast are the only part of the Australia that are going to get the chance to see these new songs from Erase Me, like, are there any intentions to possibly come back again to play for Adelaide and Perth, or is this kind of like, this is it to wrap up the tour cycle before you work on new music? It, that's probably it. I, I know when we came on... We came on Rebirth. I know Perth and Adelaide are kind of harder markets. Yes. Uh, at least for American bands. I'm not sure about for everybody. Um, and it's just, it's really hard, you know, for the cost of us being there all the way from here and you're flying and gear and all that stuff, like to go to a place like Perth, which I think is a beautiful city in Adelaide, but not, not have it be such a big deal, you know, and it's, it's just it's out of our control you know unless i remember adelaide used to be a huge market and i know that changed over the last you know 15 years so it's really out of our control a lot of people uh they always complain about bands not coming to their cities but when if the if there's not as much of a reason to come it's kind of out of your control that's more of your agent and uh, management call it's like they don't see it making sense on paper it's not gonna it's just not gonna happen yeah I would love. I would love to say it would come back to Adelaide and Perth, but I don't see that happening for quite some time. But I could be wrong. You never know. There's. I won't call it an issue, but there's this kind of thing in Australia right now, especially with those two cities, where they complain that people don't come or bands don't come. But then when the bands do come, the good ones, they don't go to the shows to support those ones to bring others down. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I just know when we did the reunion tour and, and Adelaide and, and Perth weren't they weren't anything to write home about, you know, I mean, not that the people that were there were great, but it was, you know, half the size of all the other shows that we did on the rebirth stuff. And uh, so, you know, you know, it's like, what can you do? Uh, and I don't think it's, I don't think it's any band in particular. I just think those are, those are harder markets to sell at this point in time. And you see that stuff change. I mean, in America, all, it, 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 cities change all the time, you know, five years ago, some place was a great market. That's now not a good market and it'll come back around. It's, it's all based off of, you know, I guess what kind of money these people have in their economies, right? You know, like you got extra money, you're going you're gonna to see a lot more people. And when there's jobs in your city and fair wages, you see a lot more people showing up. And in a, maybe in a city that doesn't have as much of that going on, it's tougher. And you can't blame the people that, you know, you can't afford to go. You can't afford to go. You know, it's tough. Look, I'm going to chuck something in the works, which I think might kind of represent what's going on there. There's not many bands coming through town, so people are having sex more and having more children, which means that they're losing a lot of time to go and do the things that they love, like going to shows. <laughs> there you go. There's, a, there's, there's one. Having too many kids could definitely uh, uh, empty your bank account quite a, quite a bit. All right, well, back on track again. Uh, th- this tour is going to be incredible. Kicks off in Sydney on September 12, Brisbane September 14 with the Heaven and Hell Festival and September 16 in Melbourne. Before we wrap things up, Spencer, I want to do a new spin on the game Kill, Marry, Fuck, but I've called it Mosh With, Date With, Beer With. Are you up for this? Okay. All right, so your choices are Cross Faith, Void of Vision, or Make Them Suffer. Well, I don't know any, any of the bands personally except for Cross Faith. So I am going to go on a date with Crossface because those are my friends and then make them suffer I'll mosh with and then the other band I'll, uh, whatever the other one was. I have no idea. <laughs> have a beer with Void of Vision. Yeah, look, I think you've nailed like, the, the representation of what I would have done in that regard too. So, so well done on you for doing that. There you go. I, I do know the, uh, we, we did uh, 
some European stuff with the CrossFace guys, and we had so much fun with them. I, you probably want to say you'd probably go drink with them, but because those dudes, uh, they like to drink and have a good time. But uh, <laughs> yeah, those are the only guys that are those three bands you named that I actually know personally. And uh, the CrossFace guys are so much fun to be around. They're, they're such like, even though they don't know that much English, they have this aura about them. It's like you can sense their vibe. Like they're just very positive and happy. And it's just uh, it's exciting to be around them because they're so stoked just to, to be alive, it seems like. Those guys are really cool. Well, it's going to be incredible seeing all of you guys on stage together, especially in Brisbane as well. Uh, the Amity Affliction Tour kicks off September 12th. Spencer Chamberlain from Under Oath. We cannot wait to see you. Thank you for the chat. Absolutely.
Hi, this is Cam from Crossface. Now you're listening to World of Sound Up Against the Wall. adjusted Australia for Unify Festival earlier on this year and they're coming back again so soon on the back of the Emity Afflictions Heaven and Hell tour. Ken from Crossfaith, do you love us down here in Australia so much you just can't stay away? Oh, yeah, you know, uh, the tour will be the biggest tour in Australia for us, uh, so like, we are super excited and uh, yeah, I think like, so many people watched out at the Unify so like, uh, we need to bring like, another uh, new shock for the tour. So, like, we are, we are, we are super excited. 
How do you differentiate a performance like you had at Unify with this show here? Is it going to be completely different to what we saw at the festival? Uh, yeah, uh, it's, it's kind of a question because like, we, um, we, we, we're going to plan for the uh, set list for the Amity tour. So like, but you know, yeah, we definitely play another songs and uh, yeah, so we're going to, we're going to bring like another energy for the tour. So it's going to be different with the Unify. Of course, it's going to be heavy though. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, I had never seen Crossfaith before. And when I saw you guys at Unify, I only caught the end of the set. It was amazing. Like, I wanted more. I wanted so much more because it was so powerful. Yes, like, we always, like, focus on put, like, 100% energy on the set. And uh, at the time, like, that was that was the very first show of the 2019. And uh, I, was, I was kind of nervous, but... You know, uh, the tour in a live house, I mean, like club, it will be different. Oh, th- this will be arena. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, yeah, it's going to be different. Yeah, kind of fairly similar, but like more closed indoors. Like, are you worried that you're going to set the place on fire with your pyro? Uh, I don't think so this time because, <laughs> uh, you know, we, we love to. <laughs> but, you know, after, after that tour, we know we're planning to be back in Australia as a headliner. So, like, uh, please check that out and also like please like, come to our show uh, with our empty. Excellent. Now uh, in regards to new music you guys put out the album Ex Machina last year. Uh, obviously you're still playing songs from that tour cycle or are you already working on new music? Oh no, we just finished uh, uh, Ex Machina tour uh, this year like uh, around April in Japan and uh, now, we are, now we are making the new music and now we are making new music, yeah. Oh, okay, all right. So when, you, when you're when you in the studio making new music, I, I ask this because when we see you guys on stage and on tour, you party 24-7, you're always drinking, you're always having a great time. When you're in the studio, are you really, <laughs> are you really stripped back in, like, focus, or do you party there too? Uh, yeah, uh, you know, like, yes, we... Always like separated, like with a party time and a making music time and a playing show. Of course, yeah, it's it's kind of hard actually. Like we were trying to make a music on the tour uh, around like 2014 uh, in the Europe, and at the time, like it was super hard to make a music on the tour. And uh, so, like after that, like we separated, <laughs> making music, making music, making music, and a party, 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 and a tour, 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 like that. Yeah, okay, right. So when you're when you're working on music, there's no partying. It's just you guys sticking to trying to make something and, and not have a drink when you're doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Do you think you'll get to a point where I'm, I'm 32, for example, and I don't like drinking like I used to five years ago. Do you guys reckon you'll get to that point? Or are you just mad keen to party until you can't do it anymore? <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in the band. And uh, every every time drinking, and uh, you know, before the set and after the set as well. So like, you know, sometimes like I I I see uh, some of my friends, and uh, they look very older than me, because like they don't they are not in the band. So like daily job always like uh, make you getting old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that's what we're gonna look forward to, I guess. With the bands that you're you're coming down under, obviously you might have seen a couple of them at Unify, for example, especially with the Brisbane show where we have Pagan, Trophy Eyes, Make Them Suffer, Endless Heights, Thornhill, just to name a few. Are there any bands on that lineup that you haven't seen live that you're really keen to check out? 
we're a big fan of Under Earth. So, like, their show was, like, super insane. And, like... and, like, do you still, at this point in time, do you fanboy like me, where you look at this band, you're like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm here with you guys? Like, both feeling. Like, I'm, I'm still, like, fanboy uh, for them. But, like, we toured with them uh, back in, I mean, like, last year in uh, Europe. And, uh, like, they're super nice guys. And, uh, uh, yes, like, we are trying to... Uh, bring them to Japan and uh, like we are good friends and uh, also like I'm, I'm still a fanboy for them well good well we want a fanboy with you when you guys get down here for this tour before we wrap things up for this chat here I want to play the game mosh with beer with and date with so I'll give you three bands you have to pick who you want to mosh with who you want to have a beer with and who you want to go on a date with okay uh, from which band under oath amity and trophy eyes uh, I've never, I never, I never met uh, Trophy Eyes boys, but uh, Moss Reeves on the road and uh, Beer with Amity, of course, Drink Till Die, and yeah, and they with Trophy Eyes, Coke Two, you know, I've never met them, so yeah. like it, it's gonna be the you know super nice to see them. Excellent, Ken. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure. We can't wait to see you on this the Amity Affliction tour. Get your tickets through Live Nation. We'll see you there, Ken. Yeah, see you there. Come on.
Buongiorno, it's Nikki from Pagan and you're listening to Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall.
next guest on Wall of Sound up against the wall have had a pretty incredible year since releasing their debut album, Blackwash. It is my absolute pleasure to welcome Nikki from Pagan to the show. Welcome. Hello, thank you for having me. Any time with someone of your calibre and the experience that Pagan has had over the past year since the release of that debut album, reflecting back, taking a look back, how does it feel with everything you and the band have accomplished over the past year? Oh, it's been amazing. I always say, like when somebody asks me, I always say that it just feels really surreal, I guess, because... We went into starting the band without really having any expectations. So, like, everything we've done up until today has been more than any of us would have ever thought. So, yeah, it's just been incredible. And I've loved the experience and just getting the chance to do everything we've done. And the album has just had so many, like, led us to so many amazing opportunities. Well, there's been so much that's actually happened. We first at Wall of Sound got introduced to Pagan at Big Sound. From there, you've played music festivals all over the joint, uh, Unify earlier this year. You went overseas and did Slam Dunk Festival. Like, there's been so much that's happened in such a short amount of time. But for you, I know this is, you know, a, a really boring question to ask, but is there one thing that stuck with you that you've gone, holy fuck, I can't believe we actually did that as a band? Um, there have been a lot of things. I think maybe playing, like, with Rise Against doing, like, Margaret Court Arena and venues like that was a bit of that moment. Like, when we went to their catering room and then, you know, we were sitting there and we saw that there was a loaf of bread with Rise Against um, symbol on the bread, <laughs> like, out of flour, that was kind of a moment of, like, whoa, where the hell are we? <laughs> why, why are we here? This is amazing. Well, look, you deserve everything that you've achieved so far. And oh, thank you. Let's take a look at, you know, what's coming up. You're doing this massive Emity Affliction tour with Under Oath and Cross Faith and then obviously playing in Brisbane at the Heaven and Hell Festival. You're no strangers yeah. to music festivals, obviously. Let's go down that path, playing Unify, Slam Dunk and Dark Mofo, for example. What's mm-hmm. three very important things that you've learned from playing all these different types of music festivals over the past year? Oh, that's a good question. I think first and foremost, keep hydrated. <laughs> so drink lots of wine. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that's the most important. Um, I think as well, just like meeting people and having fun and like supporting other bands is really important because if you build a good rapport with other bands, like people will want to come watch your band and you can support each other and it leads to, you know, opportunities that you might never even imagine could happen. Um, and last, I think it's just definitely like prioritizing your day. Like you have like fun with partying, but also like being aware that like there's heat, like the day is really busy, like heaps of press interviews and playing the set. So not to get too carried away with partying, like just prioritizing the day and pacing yourself. (laughs) So it's gone from the days of like just being a party party band to now taking things into consideration of no we need to be professional with this we need to you know be responsible is the word I'm looking for. Totally yeah I'm always a very responsible person when it comes (laughs) to like a geek day it might it might look like all I do is like sell wine but that's it's a bit of a show I I definitely I'm very serious about doing warm-ups and getting mentally prepared before going on stage so it does mean that I have to limit myself to just a couple of beers before going on and then when we're done I can party after that. Yeah good you can have people coming up and offering you some of their wine that they've got that kind of thing. 
Exactly. <laughs> well, my a question on the back of that is, you know how there's all of these uh, winery tours that pop up, you know, a day on the green and things like that? Yeah. How would you cope at something like that, being a, a wine lover yourself? I love it. I love doing wine tastings. That would be amazing. I love experiencing all different kinds of wines. Most of my favorite wines are, like, of the Italian variety in yeah. terms of red. So, yeah, I mean, like, doing something like that in Italy would be the dream. All right, well, let's try and see if someone can organize something for the heavy bands in future on one of those tours. I think that'll, like, yeah, really be great. Exactly. Exactly, that would be great. <laughs> All right, well, taking a look at this Amity Affliction tour that you're on, it's something that's being curated by the Amity Affliction. I remember them looking out for Australian bands to come on and jump on this tour, especially with the Heaven and Hell Festival in Brisbane. Like, for yourself, talking about the Amity Affliction, what was your first experience coming across this band and, and how have they influenced you, if at all, over the years? I did grow up with the Amity Affliction, which is a really amazing thing, which is, it makes me so excited to be doing this tour because when I was like, I don't know, late teens, I first heard Young Blood, their album, and I knew who the Amity Affliction were. I'd seen them play, but I was never really into them. And then I heard Young Blood, and I thought it was such a good metalcore album. I still love that album today. I personally still think it's the best album that I've released. <laughs> um, but I, I would listen to it, and I'm a bit of a fun fact about the Amity Affliction is that one night I was really drunk and I was my sister was driving her car and I had Anchors which is the second song off Youngblood's playing like through the car and I started screaming the song like along to the bits that Joel screamed and that is actually the first time I discovered I could scream right like heavy music and um so weirdly, like now we're going on tour with them and that was the first song I actually screamed to. So I think it's kind of like a special thing. And I, I ran into um, RM at Download and I introduced myself and said, you know, I'm touring with you guys soon. And he was like, oh, that's awesome. Like, I'm stoked to have you on board. And I was like, please, can you play Anchors? And I was like, <laughs> my first song. He's like, we're not, we're probably not going to play that song. I'm sorry. I was like, no, you have to. So it's bloody amazing that, like, the the way that Pagan started was all because of the Amity Affliction. So it's kind of like that awesome full circle kind of story with this tour. Yeah, exactly. So it's really special to me. And Dan, he loves the Amity Affliction as well. Like, we both have a bit of an ongoing joke that we, like, love young bloods and, you know, now that we work with Trad as well. Like, it's yeah. so special. Yeah, so it's really special for us. Like Matt and Dave probably aren't as into them, but I love them. Well, how how is that? Obviously, you know, you're working with Trad Nathan, who fans would know used to be the, the keyboardist for the band back in the day. Obviously, you know, when you first got to have that chance and that catch-up with him, he was on that Young Bloods album. So essentially, this was a guy that you idolised, and now he you work with him, you work alongside him. Yeah, it's really special because he's, done what we're doing now like he's done the overseas touring he totally gets it he totally gets where we're, we're at with it all and yeah it just makes me really appreciate having it because he totally understands where we're coming from and like yeah knowing that he was in a band that did an album that I've loved so much makes me really obviously respect his opinion on everything as yeah. well 
Um, but yeah, I do have a bit of a love hate with that music scene. I do find that like growing up, it was a pretty sexist music scene. Yes, but it's great now that um, bands like The Amity Affliction are working to um, create music that's more inclusive and like curate tours that are more inclusive as well. That's absolutely right. Like I can think back to mm. you know the Severed Ties era, and you go to one of these shows, and for example, there'd be at least you know eight guys to every one female. Nowadays, you go to an Amity Affliction concert, and it's almost like the the roles have kind of switched. Um, but with that yeah. said, the band progressed over the years, and they've accumulated all these fans because of the fact they're opening themselves up to a much wider audience. Exactly. So it's great. Um, I just hate like going to a show that feels like a bro fest. Yeah. You know? But I don't feel that they're like that at all. And even having a band like Pagan open, like it just shows that they're trying to broaden their horizons and not be like that, which is awesome. Well, this tour is going to be pretty exceptional, kicking off at Horton Pavilion on the 12th of September. Are we going to see any snippets of the new music that you may or may not have been working on behind the scenes? Um, possibly. We're still yet to decide, but who knows? We might have something up our sleeve. Oh, right. I like a good teaser like that. Uh, <laughs> before we wrap things up, Nikki, we've been asking everyone who's uh, appeared on the show on this tour this little game that we're doing, which is similar to Kill, Marry, Fuck, but in my opinion, it's mosh <laughs> with, beer with, dinner with. Now, dinner with, okay. Now, your choice is Endless Heights, Thornhill, mm-hmm. Or make them mm-hmm. suffer. Okay, I think I would mosh with Thornhill because I feel like they're pretty heavy. Um, I would have a beer with Endless Heights because I have actually met those guys before. They're really nice, and I feel like they'd be fun to party with. And I would have dinner with Make Them Suffer because that um, keyboard player in the band is a mega bag. So yeah, book is pretty I'd great. Totally, yes. I'd put the moves on at dinner. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one thing we'd love to see. And one thing we cannot wait to see is Pagan on the Amity Afflictions Tour. Get your tickets right now through livenation.com.au. Nikki, it has been an absolute pleasure. Thanks, mate. You, likewise. Thank you for having me. <laughs>
The Emity Afflictions Heaven and Hell East Coast Tour is fast approaching, featuring Under Oath, Cross Faith, Pagan, and a plethora of bands at the Brisbane Heaven and Hell Festival on September 14. This is your chance to catch some of the band's new songs from their latest album, Misery, plus a whole stack of international guests and local bands too. things off at Horton Pavilion in Sydney on September 12th, the Heaven and Hell Festival at River Stage in Brisbane on the 14th, and wrapping it all up Monday, September 16th at Melbourne Arena. Tickets on sale right now through livenation.com.au.
Hey, what's up? It's Aaron Stringer from the Amity Affliction, and you're listening to Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall. Check it! event of the Heaven and Hell Tour joins us right now, Aaron Stringer from the Amity Affliction. Welcome to the show. Thanks, mate. Good to be here. Well, uh, mate, it's good that you guys have put on this uh, East Coast lineup and uh, the, the music festival in Brisbane. Obviously, this is something that we wanted to touch on because it's such a big thing for the Brisbane music scene. We seem to get kind of like missed out when it comes to music festivals and big events like this. Why did the Amity Affliction put on the Heaven and Hell Festival in Brisbane? Well, it's been something we've been kind of uh, working towards for many years now because, you know, we've seen lots of bands put on their own festivals and stuff and we thought, fuck, we've been at this for a minute now. We should 
you know, give it a go ourselves. And uh, so, yeah, we thought we'd try it out the first time. If it does well, we'll probably make it a uh, an annual thing. But for right now, yeah, we just thought, let's try and make it something special for River Stage and, you know, start the show early and have, you know, more bands. So, yeah, it's just kind of something fun. And, you know, the, the festival circuit, as we all know, uh, in Australia has, you know, somewhat shit itself since the decline of Soundwave and Big Day Out and all that. So, yeah, just trying to, you know, be a part of the festival community and just doing what we can. And look, it's not the first time you guys have put on like a big scale event like this. Like, let's flash back a couple of years. The Big Ass Tour was like the first kind of incarnation of you guys wanting to do something for the local music scene as well. So like the fact that you're continuing this and like you said, you want to make it an annual thing. I think that's an amazing thing that the Emity Affliction are doing, especially for us in Brisbane. So, you know, take my hat off to you. Thank you guys for doing this. Our pleasure. I hope it all works out. I'm sure it'll be a lot of fun for everyone. I can't see it going wrong, to be honest. Oh, so, absolutely. Yeah, really excited. Like You take a look at all the bands that are on the lineup, and there's something for every single music taste. I mean, if you want heavy, you've got Make Them Suffer. If you want something a bit more melodic and slower, you've got Endless Heights, and then you just chuck everything in the middle, like Cross Faith and Under Oath, you guys, to get the party started. I mean, like, why wouldn't you want to go? That kind of thing. Exactly, yeah. If I was around, you know, you know 10 years ago... I'd- you know, that, like, we had our own things like Livid and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's, it's fun to, you know, kind of bring that sort of stuff back and you know, even on a small scale. Well, it's funny you mentioned 10 years ago. I, that was my next question. I wanted to revisit those Thriller and Rosie shows from back in the day. Like, one of my very first times seeing the Emity Affliction was around, I think it was just after Severed Ties came out. You played with Skyway at Rosie's to, like, maybe 20, 30 or so people. Like... Do you ever reflect on those days and think how far you've come or do you try and block out everything that happened back in those days? I mean, the alcohol blocked it out for me, so I can't really remember <laughs> it, to be honest. But um, it's honestly, uh, that whole period was, is a huge blur to me now. But, you know, I definitely do pinch myself every now and then still and, and I'm super stoked at how far we've made it. And, um, you know, those days were so much fun, though. Like, we'll never forget them, but uh, well, the ones we can remember and... You know, it's 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 definitely cool to uh, see how much we've grown and just, you know, kind of live the dream, so to speak, and uh, to get to where we are now. Yeah, it's insane to see the progression of the band, like to go from those early days playing the local shows, the local festivals, to then get national tours. And then next thing you know, you guys are on uh, US tours, UK tours all over the place. I mean, where, whereabouts are you based nowadays? Obviously, you're not in Brisbane anymore. You're overseas now, is that right? Yeah, I just moved to um, Toronto. So I was in Melbourne for about eight years um, after I moved from Brizzy. So, yeah, I really only lived in Brisbane for about oh, probably seven years after I moved home from Gympie. So, yeah. Um, yeah, just kind of just trying to see as much of the world as possible. And we, we tour so much in the Northern Hemisphere that I just thought, fuck it. The missus wanted uh, a bit of an adventure. So she got a three-year visa and I'm just kind of sneaking in and out because I can only stay for half <laughs> yeah. a year at a time but um we're gone for half the year or more anyway so it's just easier for me to be up here because we're only touring australia you know once maximum twice a year yeah um but everywhere else is in us and and europe and that's just because you know australia is such a small country that uh we really can't flood the market you know yeah two or more than twice a year people stop going to the shows uh which isn't the case you know in, in north america and europe because if you miss out on us one time, you'll see us again the next or you know second or third time we we tour there. So yeah, it just makes more sense for me. I hate flying so much, so that's, that's really <laughs> the, the crux of the biscuit. 
Well, look, it absolutely makes perfect sense. I mean, if you guys are making it big overseas, like you have to appeal to all of the fans. And, you know, like you're saying, Australia is a small place when you really think about the big scheme of things. But everyone had plenty of time to see you over, like, you know, the past 11, 12 years or so, whatever it might be. So with that said, I think what you're doing is great and beneficial for the growth of the band. And and who knows where we're going to see you in 10 years' time. Well, hopefully still doing the same thing. Fingers crossed anyway. Do you reckon you might change things up a little bit? From what we've seen in live shows recently, you've got quite the heavy metal growl on you nowadays. Will we see you introducing that to some songs in the future, or is that all Joel just doing the screens for the band? I mean, yeah, we quite possibly could. It's always nice and fun to add a new element. Um, So, yeah, definitely not ruling anything out. You know, we're writing at the moment, and uh, some of it's quite heavy, you know, some of it's quite soft still, but... uh, yeah, I think uh, I, I would definitely like to. We'll have to see uh, if Joel's into it. <laughs> <laughs> well, your change in direction that you had with Misery was fantastic. Now, I'm going to admit this. I, I've, I've said it to Joel in the past. I'm going to say it to you. When the album first came out, I think it was that whole shock value of hearing something completely different to what I'm used to with the Emity Affliction. So I'm pretty sure from the top of my head, I gave it a 4 out of 10. But something magical happened after that where I just found myself captivated and listening to the songs over and over again by the end of the year i gave it an eight out of ten because it just grew on me so much like did you notice a lot of fans or haters saying the same thing to you that kind of thing of course yeah we see everything <laughs> uh but it was very uh you know kind of a fuck you to see how much people have listened to the songs j- just on spotify um yeah. but, you know it feels like i'm dying especially we got shit on by fucking absolutely everybody and then it turns out that everyone's listened to it uh, seven and a half million times just on Spotify alone so yeah, the proof is in the punch there and, and I think people definitely are very quick to judge a band for changing styles even if they were the same band that got judged for not changing enough yeah. um, but I think you just gotta really listen listen to it a few times and let it sink in before you cast your final judgement on something and I think I see that with lots of bands like these nuts just put out a, an amazing new song and it's very different for them but people just instantly go to shit on them because it's not stay true you know what i yeah, mean yeah, but yeah. and then you know weeks go by and, and you know it's one of their most played songs like on spotify from uh you know a numbers crunch so it's it's always interesting to see how people uh knee-jerk react to something yeah and then come full 360 and i'm not i'm no different i do the same with bands that i'm just like in love with and I hear something different I go no this doesn't sound exactly like the last album and you know and then I give it a few more spins and I go fuck I'm just like everyone I hate so it's just a human reaction thing but uh, it's, it's awesome to see people calm down and actually go oh no this is this is good because we knew it was good we always know it's good when we write it yeah, exactly. And then it's just a matter of like testing the market. You get it out there. People, what you said before was perfect. You know, you need to sit on something before you gauge a reaction, which is why now whenever I do a review, because of you guys, I'll listen to the album a couple of times and then a week later is when I'll write my review because you, you have time to sit on it to understand what's going on lyrically, musically. And, you know, you, you guys wanted to change things up and do something drastically different to what you've done in the past. And you did that. And then in the end, you absolutely nailed it. So like, I'm keen to see what you guys do in the future now because of that reason yeah no same i'm really excited like we've been writing for a while now and uh we've got a bunch of really fucking great songs and uh yeah i just can't wait to get back in the studio whenever that may be so with these new songs in this new album you've got is it going to go down this similar style to misery or are you going to do something completely different on top of what you've already done i think we're going to mix it up again not go more pop 
or anything like that. Um, you know, we're going to keep with the same kind of vibe as, as Misery. Uh, not completely, obviously. Uh, I really wasn't happy with the levels on it. That was the only thing that kind of bugged me after it was released. It wasn't loud enough. So we're definitely going to make sure the next record's louder. But yeah, I think we're going to go heavier and more poppy and just, you know, everything in between. Just kind of make it an album that goes, you know, punches you in the face at the start and you get to chill in the middle and then you get kicked in the teeth again at the end. So just something more of a roller coaster. And you know, a bit more diverse, even more diverse than the last one. So that's 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 my idea, anyway. Well, if there's one thing the world needs, it's a good ass kicking from the Amity Affliction with an album. Now, when it comes to this uh, East Coast tour that you're doing, setlist wise, what are we going to see? Because obviously, the only shows you've played in Australia so far were Download Festival. So, are we going to see a lot more of the Misery setlist, or what are you kind of hoping for? Well, yeah, we haven't actually played any songs off misery besides those two uh short sets of downloads so i think we're gonna have to listen to the spotify numbers the apple music numbers see what everyone's listening to see what everyone's favorite songs are which is what we usually do because it's more important for us to please the majority than you know the vocal minority so we won't be playing uh you know snitches get stitches or stairway to hell but we'll be playing as many hits as we can possibly fit into our and you know, hour and fifteen or whatever it may be. Um, but yeah, we always just we just try to make sure as many people are as pleased as possible, and while also playing our favorite songs. Yeah, because there's nothing worse than getting on stage and playing a song that you've played to death and you just can't stand it anymore. Exactly. I mean, I just watched Smashing Pumpkins live, and they didn't even play 1979. Uh, I think that was a big <laughs> fuck you to everyone. <laughs> you know, it's their biggest song ever. But we wouldn't we we wouldn't play a set without playing Pittsburgh, you know what I mean? Yeah. I've seen Bruce Springsteen live and he didn't play Born in the USA and that pissed me off. You know. Fair enough he's sick of playing it, but I've never seen it before. So I you know, we always try to make sure the the crowd is pleased and that makes us happy. Alright, well one thing that's gonna make us happy is finally seeing you guys play these songs down the East Coast. Before we wrap things up, Aaron, we've been playing a game with all of the bands uh, who are gonna appear on this tour and at the music festival itself. Uh, it's like Kill Marry Fuck, but it's who do you wanna have a beer with, who do you wanna mosh with, and who do you wanna have dinner or go on a date with? You wanna give this a shot? Um, I'd probably say all of them I'll go with our new drummer, Joe Longabardi, because he's my new party boy friend on tour, <laughs> since Joel stopped drinking anyway. Perfect. All right, well, there you go. That's how it's going to happen. We might see you getting around these shows, and, uh, mate, we cannot wait for them. Uh, Aaron Stringer from the Amity Affliction, all the best with these shows in the future. Thanks, mate. Much appreciated. I'm still sick with my depression.
It's John from Trophy Eyes here, and you're listening to Wall of Sound up against the wall. Some of my friends sell drugs, but I just sell sad songs to the ones who feel low. You can count on me when it all goes wrong. Everyone wants to know. And put them back to get in the right car. I found something I love and I let it break my heart. No, the pain don't go away when the music starts. Thanks to everyone that bought tickets to my shows. I put all the money that you spent right up my nose. Some of my friends sell drugs. But I just sell sad songs to the ones who feel alone You can count on me when it all goes wrong What do you think I ought 
Trophy Eyes hit the stage again at the Heaven and Hell Music Festival taking place in Brisbane on September 14. Now the Amity Afflictions Tour kicks off in Sydney on the 12th, once again goes to Brisbane on the 14th and wraps up on the 16th in Melbourne. You can get your tickets right now through livenation.com.au so make sure you jump on that. Support this tour and the music festival in Brisbane and who knows what the guys can do next year when they want to bring it back. We need your support to make this happen and uh, for something like this to happen in Brisbane is absolutely incredible. We need to get behind it and prove that we want this. It's normally the other states that get it, Brisbane, so this is your chance to prove that this is something you actually want and will support. The Wall of Sound team are going to be there as well too, so make sure you come say day if you come across us there. But that is it for this week's special podcast. Thank you so much for checking it out. Don't forget to give it a like, subscribe, share it around, tell your mates about it, and get involved with everything that we do at Wall of Sound. You can check us out once again at wallofsoundau.com and on social media, just look for Wall of Sound AU and join that community. Right now, I'm going to leave you with a band who I cannot wait to get up close and personal with in the mosh pit. This is Make Them Suffer, all the way from Perth, with 27 wrapping up the podcast this week. My name is Brownie. I'll catch you real soon. This is a system reason. Accept the crazy.